now, it's time for the Am I Worth the Time Show with your host, Stevie B and Lady Jackie Hollyberry.
Yeah, though I'm not good enough, the Lord still loves me, and he loves you. Ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to the Am I Worth the Time show, and in studio, Stevie B, and Ronnie Mitchell, and ladies and gentlemen, man, we got a good one for you today. We got Miss Leggett on the phone, who's running for city council in District 6, along with Yolanda Williams. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 Yolanda, while we have Miss Leggett, we know that she is already out at the polls and getting people to vote, etc. We're gonna turn it over to you, Yolanda. Yes, thank you so much for being with us, Miss Leggett. I want to make sure that I am pronouncing your name correctly. Is that correct? Yes, beautiful. Absolutely. Keep it like right, you wonderful. Okay, wonderful. And so, uh, yes, again, thank you for being with us and sharing some time. You are already out at the polls trying to encourage everyone to participate in the voting process. So that is wonderful news for us and our listeners. That the, um, the possible District 6 City Council representative is actually out doing the work within the community. Give us a little bit of information about who you are, Miss as Miss Taisha Leggett, but also give us a little backstory of how you became interested in running for this District Six position. Thanks, Yolanda. I, I really appreciate being here this afternoon. Um, my name is Tisa Leggett, and yes, I am running for Fort Worth City Council District 6, and I will be the third woman um, to be elected in this position, potentially, and the first woman of color. Um, All right. So it is exciting. Yes. I'm excited. It's very exciting. Absolutely. Um, and so the reason why I got into the race, well, I'll, I'll go back to answer your first part of your question which is what is my background. Um, I was originally in broadcast news journalism. I attended the University of North Texas. What did I I attended the University of North Texas uh, at Denton and majored in broadcast news journalism uh, and then went on to the uh, University of Texas at Arlington and uh, got my master's in sustainability. So originally I wanted to be like Oprah. That was my idea at first. And then... That didn't work out the way I thought it was and went into public policy thereafter, working for the natural gas industry, healthcare, and the like. So as my experience in those different fields continued, I ended up working at Blue Zones Project Fort Worth for about five years, which was an international initiative that was brought to Fort Worth by um, Mayor Price. And the initiative was to make healthy choices easier for all residents of Fort Worth. And I really got fired up about it because we were able to make some substantial um, nudges toward healthier choices and healthier eating. And my project or area that I, I focused uh, a lot in was not even my own. It was Southeast Fort Worth, and District 6 is South and Southwest. And I was able to, with partnership with the Historic Stop 6 Initiative under the direction of Carlos Walker, Tarrant County Public Health, and TCU's College of Nursing, we were able to create a walking on Wednesday walking school bus with the YMCA silver sneakers. And they walked uh, the children of C.C. Moss Elementary School uh, to school every Wednesday. And it was absolutely one of the most amazing projects I've ever had the honor to be a part of. 
And as I went on in my career, you know, I ended up working back in corporate America and then eventually as the vice president of advocacy for the North Texas Commission. It has been my uh, experience that public policy can really change the landscape of a community. And I noticed and recognized that until we can have our own backyard instituting safe policies that help everyone, we are going to stay in uh, systemic inequity. And so I decided to run for District 6 with AI Live here. I've been here for over uh, 10 years on and off between college and coming back home. Um, and also because I felt that it is absolutely necessary for an experienced professional who has the know-how and wherewithal to potentially pick up where the incumbent left off or perhaps in a different direction. We have had so many racial um, issues in Fort Worth making national news. Oh, yeah. And the Oh, yeah. And the climate today uh, is definitely nudging toward anarchy. I think that everyone is hurting. Uh, we had our own issues in District 6, specifically the Jacqueline Craig incident actually happened in District 6. And while we might go back and forth of the details of the situation, I know I was very embarrassed um, for Fort Worth as I was traveling nationally for work and people asked me where I was from. And before we would say, Fort Worth, not Dallas, you know, and very proudly and boldly. And then as time has gone on the last five years, it was like, Fort Worth, no, it wasn't the Botham John killing, it was our Tatiana Jefferson. That's how people are starting to recognize us. And that is unacceptable. It's unacceptable. And I know that as a person who has a right. background, I know what it's going to take to have a compassionate yet hard conversation to move us in a direction of change. And I know I'm the woman to do it. That's why I'm right. Hey, real quick, Ms. Leggett, where is District 6? Can you tell everybody where it's located? What's the perimeters for it? It's very gerrymandered, quite frankly, but I'm happy to tell you what the map is. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but it is south and southwest Fort Worth. It is, uh, includes Oakmont, Hewlin, parts of Sycamore School Road. Parts of it dips off into District 8, which is very odd, uh, very odd to me. Um, but Sycamore School Road, uh, parts of Crowley, so I live off of 1187. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's District Six as well. Garden Acres, uh -huh. District Six. Uh huh. That, that exit right there on Thirty Five South, um, Candle Ridge neighborhood, uh, Wedgwood. Uh, all the different directions of Wedgwood. Um, our neighborhood associations are part of District Six. If that helps at all. Oh yeah. Chisholm Trail, part of Chisholm Trail. Yeah. Um, the uh, toll road is, is in District Six. Large part of it. Okay. The west side or the southwest side. So south, south, I would say south and southwest, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You got any, um, Yolanda? Yes, uh, and so thank you for sharing that background information for our listeners and for us. It gives us a, a great lens in order to help us uh, and our listeners determine how they should uh, at least start considering who to cast their vote for, so I appreciate that. Sure. Well, one of my additional questions uh, based on what you were stating about the health initiatives that you have been working on within the community. What I'm curious to know is, I know that you were doing the walking on Wednesday, uh, working with the local um, school district, or their local campus, rather. My question is, how does your platform connect with the community uh, using some of the 
strategies that you've learned through your experience in blue zones? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does yes. how strategies really connect with your District 6 residents to help Thank them yeah, really be healthy? And I'm thinking about also uh, just driving through the communities, uh, through that community particularly, with um, sidewalks and other yes. just, uh, mm-hmm. structures that would support the healthy lifestyle. I love that question. Um, in fact, I think it's embar- the most important question you probably could ask me. Because of the experience I had with Blue Zones, which puts me um, ahead of the curve, if you will, District 6 was not as active in Blue Zones Project when I was an employee, which is kind of uh, interesting in and of itself. Um, so I was contributing to other parts of Fort Worth largely, but not my own. And so I would like to uh, bring more of those initiatives and have that conversation back to the neighborhoods and get them re-engaged. We have to have public transportation and multimodal transportation. A lot of times when people talk about public transit, they're talking about bus routes, right? So the bus and the frequency and the like. But I'm talking about rail, um, shared ride services, shared car ride services. Because a lot of times when we talk about health, we're not talking about mental health. I don't know about you all, but me getting on the highway trying to get to work in the morning causes a stress over my body that I can't even explain. To the point where I don't like to drive because it is back-to-back traffic. And so by the time you get to work, you're either in a mood or you're in a hurry, right? And that brings about negativity of the spirit and the mind and the body. And so that all ties into well-being. Well-being is holistic. It's not just about, you know, the temperature or sickness or anything. And as we are battling this pandemic, we certainly don't need any added pressure for, um, negativity as it comes to pertains to um, our daily lives. So when it comes to to uh, health care or well being I'd rather say, well being, we need to first talk about that multimodal transportation, multiple ways to get to the city because District six is the only district that does not connect the central city. A lot of people don't know that. There's other uh, entities or cities in between us. So they're, we're not directly connected to Fort Worth, to downtown Fort Worth. I know. Interesting, right? And if there's going to be economic development, jobs, affordable housing, and the like, we have to be able to bring money to our district like everybody else does. So financial health and health is very important, too. So as far as eating um, and having access to fresh food and vegetables, I'm, I'm concerned we had uh, the Sack and Save did close right on Ultimates in the Wedgwood area. Right. And because Walmart, right? So Walmart came in, and I think it took a lot of the business. So what is that going to look like? And we, as a community, I can could, I could predict what I'd like, but I don't know that that's a good idea. I think when it comes to collective impact, and one thing I learned about Blue Zones Project is that you have to have the community at the table. They need to be, to be able to identify some solutions that they'd like. And then, we, then I hope to lead the conversation to um, an action. And then, of course, get it done. So I, I believe that when it comes to healthier choices in restaurants, we have to bring awareness that that's something that we want and that if there's a small business, especially as they're recovering from the pandemic, that we will actually purchase it and that we won't let that food go to waste because every dollar, every investment counts. So uh, with my experience, you know, we'll, we'll have to start over, unfortunately, but it'll be fun. We'll have a good time. We'll have those neighborhood meetings. We will um, encourage 
neighborhoods to be advocates for themselves, and I'm going to teach them how to do it, section by section. Awesome. That is a great plan to have, um, to help build that infrastructure over in District 6, District 6, and also to uh, be able to put some, some systems and processes to help with the economic mobility within that district. My question for you, uh, based on what you stated, is uh, how do you intend to get your constituents at the table to have some of these discussions? You know, your small business owners, as you were speaking about, the, um, the elderly, the millennials. How do you speak across generational models uh, and perspectives to bring them all together within District 6 because there's a, a varied amount of, uh, not necessarily an amount, but there's a, a varied lifespan within your district. Mm -hmm. your, yeah, your you, district. You're, you're right. You're, no, you're absolutely right. And, you know, it's funny because I'm one of the founders of Bridge Fort Worth, which is a nonprofit that focuses on um, um, young professionals 21 years and up um, to connect with the older or the seasoned professionals, if you will. And, I, and it's funny because I'm about to be aged right out of that organization. But that has been the trickiest thing is trying to bridge the gaps in age and generation. It's very tricky, but I know we can do it. That's how we're going to do it. With Blue Zones, uh, you know, we had those, not only those roundtable uh, discussions, but we have to utilize technology. I think that's something the pandemic has brought to our attention is that we need to maximize the world of technology. But before we can get into that, my district needs what's called digital equity. So it's not just about having a subscription to the internet, but also broadband access. How fast are those speeds? We have a hard time connecting in District 6. It, the, the calls will drop or, you know, the internet will slow up all of a sudden. And so our young people, as they're having to work, I mean, having to uh, go to school from, from home, um, are articulating some difficulties staying logged in. And I was teasing with someone and I said, you know, if it's algebra on that screen, I'm going to make sure that my screen freezes every time, right? So if it's doing it naturally, um, or not naturally, organically because of the, of the slow speed of the of broadband, you know, that puts our children at a disadvantage. So we have to start with digital equity. Once we're working on that, when we have, I want to bring some of the city council to the district so we can utilize community uh, centers and broadcast the meetings on Zoom and have people log in if they're at home or the like and can't get out because, again, we're still in the pandemic. And I think we have to realize that we really should not be out in large numbers um, or not be masked or whatever, even though that we still have our um, vaccination. Not everybody has their vaccination. And so, and I don't trust anyone. So, you know, it's important that we still keep in uh, those best practice ideas of having the technology and utilizing Zoom and having people log on, having the walking outside, walking in the right tribe groups, staying connected to each other. Maybe we email each other. Maybe we walk. Because being outside is okay. So maybe we have those walking groups again, making sure we're checking in on everybody. So there's different parts of the initiative that I think absolutely will speak to young people. And a lot of District 6 schools are actually Blue Zones Project approved. They probably will be able to lead a lot of the conversation. They have gardens. And so I'd like to see them paired up with our older adult population. Uh, Vega Place is one of my favorite uh uh, independent living facilities in the district who have bingo. And I have just taken to them so much. I said, I don't care if I'm elected. I'm coming back and playing bingo with y'all. I had that much fun. 
and I want to show young people. I did. I thought to call the numbers out. I was a celebrity. It was fun. And I was like, you know, I could see students having a lot of fun with this, with um, the, older, the older adults. Older adults are a hoot, and I think that we don't tap on them enough for not only their wisdom, but just their company. And, and, and I want to make sure that we are bridging our high school uh, high schoolers and that population because I really believe that's a synergy that needs to, to, to mend to come together. YMCA has some phenomenal programs. We'll talk into my established relationships that I've fostered over the years to ensure that that happens. That uh, the text of the book uh, called Rolling Alone and how uh, there's a um, there's not really a, a there used to be there's not really much evidence of the community or communal coming together within uh, neighborhoods. And so um, it's great to hear you talk about having programs and, and implementing strategies to help build community community over in District 6 and also bridge that uh, generational gap between the, the young adults and also the more seasoned individuals that uh, are in communities. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. agree. I got a question yeah, real quick. Oh, go ahead. No, I just got no, a question go real quick. I know usually when we have uh, candidates on the show, uh, the big question is about the children, the, the youth, and uh, what what we can do to make it safer for them, and what do we have to offer them. Uh, we, we always determine that the, the children are the future. So I guess my question to you is, what do you have, and what do you have planned for the youth? I mean, we can't, it's, it's, solving the gang problem is, is is something that nobody has done yet but what are you gonna what are your plans to try to curve that um, what do you plan on mm -hmm. you know i really like um the, the model in compton um i think that one one major component or aspect that we have to realize is we don't know the answers here we don't know and what you have to do is look at what other large cities have done and what works for them and try to implement them. One thing I can say is investing more into um, police services, we need to ensure that the balance between that investment with them and the investment in the community. So if there aren't adequate soccer fields, if we're not putting them in basketball, we're taking away their hoops because we're scared that there's going to be fights on the court, there's, you've got to resolve the problem because they've got to be involved in something or they'll find something to get into. And so community means we take in our children. Mm -hmm. Community means if someone, a little a little one is sitting, or a young person is sitting on the side of the road doesn't have any place to go, that you feel comfortable enough to go talk to them. And that's how my family um, has raised me, and that's how we raise others. We are very communal. Um, and so meaning we got to get back to that village approach. Don't ignore the fact that this person sleeping on your couch every day or is constantly sleeping over because they could be homeless. This is a young person. And folks don't know that. The, the young person that's maybe best friend, the son or daughter that's always spending the night could, could actually be homeless. Okay. And we don't talk about it in those terms in our community. Right. That's what it is, though, because they don't feel safe or comfortable. And so we have to still set that child up for success. 
So my approach to this is to look at those larger cities and implement some of those. When we can't save everybody, but we got to give them a chance. And I don't know that we haven't tried. I feel like Fort Worth has tried. I think that we have to emphasize community needs to be aware of what those initiatives are. And we need to know who those children that need that extra support are. We should know so-and-so is up the street, you know, kicking a can and making a bunch of noise that he's not, he or she is not trying to hurt anybody. Or they could be looking to get into trouble, but we know so-and-so's name. They don't need to call the police. It's a matter of just going out and saying so-and-so, stop it. <laughs> you know, so we, we don't even have that anymore. And I think if we were able to come together, I, and I think utilizing those uh, larger big city initiatives, I think it'll, it'll definitely help. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in by Facebook, you're listening to Miss Leggett, who is running for District 6, and Yolanda Williams, who is conducting our interview, and in studio is uh, Ronnie Mitchell. Miss Leggett is running for District 6. We want to encourage each and everyone to get out and vote. Local yeah, vote. vote. Local vote, vote is taking place vote. right now. Vote. Early voting starts today, and it ends yeah. April the 27th. Election day is May 1st. Get out and vote, ladies and gentlemen. Get out and vote. Come on, Yolanda. I'm, I'm very glad that you did bring up homelessness. Oftentimes when when um, individuals think about homelessness, homelessness, they really think about those um, who are in, um, who are sleeping outside similar to what they've seen when they are on um, Lancaster is one particular area that um, is noted for having a uh, homeless population. And you were talking about how sometimes the, some of the youth may be homeless. If you were to help your constituents and our listeners understand homelessness from a District 6 perspective, what would that look like? Because we know that homelessness is even individuals who may be living on someone's couch, categorically by definition, um, they could be qualified for homelessness. There's also that affordable housing gap because of the right. definition of affordable housing. And so that really supports and purports um, more homelessness. And so how do you and as a potential district city council representative, hope to uh, provide some answers and support because homelessness is recognized in your district. A big population does reside within that. Um, so, how would you speak yeah. to that? Yes. Um, so, I, I, I think you almost answered the question for me, honestly, because affordable housing. Um, is ex extremely important. We are seeing an increase of value of a lot of these homes, right? They, you know, now getting homes starting out at $300,000. And I was telling someone, when we talk about affordable housing, people think we're talking about homeless people. Affordable housing could be for teachers. Affordable housing could be for store clerks who work full-time or store manager. I mean, they don't make a good living. And that's, that's preposterous actually, and very offensive to me. Affordable housing is, should be uh, to equate to what our median salaries are in this area. And right now, it is too expensive for a teacher to purchase a home. 
And so because it's out of whack that way, we've got to look at types of homes, multifamily and the like, where people can purchase comfortably and have that home ownership and achieve that American dream. That goes with working with developers, establishing opportunity zones, working with the federal government with grants, and trying to knock down those prices for that individual. Because it, that's the truth of the matter. I, I think, you know, as we take the mask off of what affordable housing and homelessness looks like, it can be, you know, in California there's actors and there's teachers who live in their cars. It doesn't mean they don't go to work every day. It means they really cannot afford a place to live. And entrepreneurs, small business, imagine what's going on with this pandemic. And they're expected to be able to afford a $1,400 a month apartment, which is as much as a mortgage? That's insane. It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. And so my plan is to work with developers in my area and the homeowners associations in the area, because I think a lot of times uh, apartments and multifamily housing is, are built without the area knowing, and that does affect property value. But interestingly enough, if the right development comes in at the right time, like grocery stores or a major business uh, or corporation, that can help, you know, uh, with some levity. So I think that it's important for those conversations, discussions, for affordable housing to go back to the district holistically and for developers to be aware that that's something we are going to implement. It's not even a, it's not even a question. If they're out of my constituent price ranges, um, we, we just have to have a deeper and larger conversation. Okay. Absolutely. It really kind of speaks to, um, you were stating earlier in your conversation about systematic, uh, inequities um affordable mm -hmm. housing is definitely a systematic inequity uh and it really does mm, make a definite impact on the economic mobility within any districts um and so my question for you is how do you plan to move forward together with the district six constituents to support their economic mobility from um well, I'll just leave it at that and, and, and let you dive in and, and give us your take on that. As far as economic mobility, we have to be able to attract, you know, large, medium-sized businesses because then our small businesses won't be able to thrive. And, you know, we have opportunity. We have to provide incentives to bring those businesses to our particular district. And because it's not connected, it's kind of like, you know, Yolanda, to be honest with you, like what comes first, the chicken or the egg, Right. Because when you don't have public transportation, how do the workers get to work, right? How does everybody get around? How do they have access? Um, the corner of 35 South has opportunity. You've got Chisholm Trail and some economic development. But those are stories. I'm talking about some high-paying jobs where they can actually work one job and be able to afford um, where they live and actually enjoy playing around in Fort Worth, right? So that is not just right. all to the bills, but also to, to leisure. And I think the only way we can do that is to make sure we're making smart decisions about what we bring into the district and what we invest in. Uh, the incumbent actually uh, was a champion of a $101.5 million police and fire training facility in our district, 
with the hope of bringing in economic development. And over time, the idea was that it was, you know, kind of earn enough revenue to, to pay the city back or what have you. And that has not happened to date. And in fact, what I found interesting is two years later, uh, I Tatiana Jefferson was murdered in her home after a welfare call uh, and a police officer shoots in a window. So I'm like, if you have a $101.5 million training facility that you think is so great that people from all over the world are going to, you know, or all over the country, let's say not the world, let's say the country, would pay a fee to be trained in this facility and you don't even know how to do a welfare check. How are we going to get our money back for that building, number one? Number two, what in the world? And it just gave me a lot of pause. And when I brought this issue up, because it's not just about the compassion community policing, which is first and foremost, that young woman should not have lost her life. It, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. But the idea behind that building was to provide economic development, which is why we invested that money. Then, just last year, if you all remember, we invested almost $1 billion in the CCPD, right? And that was to give the police a bond for more for more uh, tools and more resources to continue the work. So let's get this all to put together, right? Mm -hmm. So they just had invested $101.5 million into a building for economic development didn't happen then we turned around last year and gave them almost one billion dollars and now the MPOs are asking us for fifty thousand extra dollars so they can do work in respective communities a homeowner association told me that the other night i didn't hear that but they told me that mm -hmm. and you're right i i feel like we're bleeding money here and so we talk right. about economic development and giving incentives. Well, when, and Texas already has an incentive for businesses, right? That's Chapter 313. And that's when they don't have to pay the, the school tax. Well, we're coming off of a pandemic. We don't have money to just throw away the things and not see a return on that investment. So I would like to see more transparency in our budgeting and look at the numbers to see what is realistically going to happen if we take you know, risk and invest in certain businesses or to attract them to come to our city because the state already incentivizes, right? That's why Tesla went to Austin. Tesla didn't want to come to our area, I think, for obvious reasons. We didn't have public transportation, multimodal mm -hmm. transportation, and the climate seemed not so friendly to, to all. So I so think I and Amazon as well. I do have one question as you... Uh, we're talking about the different um, grants that have been brought to District 6 and how they are used and the impact that they are having or not having on the community. I'm thinking about the um, Community Development Block Grants. Oh, uh -huh. excuse me. Mm -hmm. Community Development Block Grants, and I'm also thinking about because of the pandemic, because of the digital equity that, uh, the digital divide, I'll say, that exists uh, in early learning, how do you propose to increase quality early learning within your district? Well, we have to work in partnership, in my opinion, with the school district. I think it's inappropriate at times for the city to make statements of the year-round school and the like. I, I really didn't think that was very appropriate. Um, for a city municipality to speak on that without the school district side by side. Because the school district 
superintendents, whether Crowley ISD, which crosses in my district, and Fort Worth ISD, we have to have them lead the way and let us know what they're in need of. They know the kids, the students, better than the city would. Absolutely. And so we have to brainstorm and figure out what's the right answer to get the students up to speed, where are they in need of, and we have to track, as far as that digital divide or digital inequity, we have to be able to, to figure out and map where those slow speeds are. And I'll be working with, if, if elected, with Connected Nation or Connected Texas uh, to do that so we can resolve the issue uh, quickly. Also, there are various programs with um, Internet providers such as AT&T and, and um, the like who will alter the cost of Internet broadband. Um, and maybe the city could come up or, you know, the school district, we could figure out ways to offset it even more so. So it's important because they're not regulated by the state. So it's important that we are very communicative with each other and that we don't step out of turn when it comes to the children. So far as early learning is concerned, I fully support um, early childhood development and whatever I can do as, as a city councilwoman. I will support them, but I, I definitely will take the lead of the superintendent. Thank you, Ms. Leggett. Thank you, Ms. Leggett, so much for being on the show. We have another question from Ron here in the studio. Come on, Ron. I just got one last question. Um, I know we got a lot of, last year we had a whole year of protesting. A lot going on, and yeah. we got trials going on. And like you mentioned a while ago, the Tatiana Jefferson situation. Um, and I guess my question, are you prepared to deal with civil unrest? Because... Uh, we know it can happen, and we know we're on the urge of it. Uh, what do you stand? What, yeah. are you, what are your plans to make sure that the community remain remain uh, intact? Intact. I, I, I didn't mean to throw. Them. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just don't mean to throw. No, hard question out there. Nothing just out there, but that's just something we're dealing with right now. And we're looking at the end of the George yes, Floyd trial. We're looking at the end of the George yes. Floyd trial, and and we don't know how this go in, and and. In a minute, we're going to be dealing with that. So just see where you stand on it. Yes, I, I appreciate that question. Um, every part of me hurt, ached. Right. Watching that video of George Floyd. Every part of me hurt, ached. With Tatiana Jefferson's murder. Wilson John. The list and the names go on and on, unfortunately. Right. People have to be able to express themselves in a safe manner and to where it's not destructive to their neighborhoods and community. Right. I understand their pain. And I think one thing we don't do very well in this community is listen to people. I remember watching the city council mm. um, meeting mm -hmm. when people were lined up expressing their pain and their hurt yeah. person after person and council members were on their phones i was there <laughs> you're right you're 100 right i was disgusted that is unacceptable behavior of a leader i don't care how late it was i would have had my phone face down and i would have actually asked the community for a break to get water or something, or to walk around, especially if I have to work at the same time of being a council member, sit back down and say, come on and get into it. Your time. Because that's what it's there for. 
when people don't feel heard, it goes and overflows into the streets. Do. I don't want us to have civil unrest. There's no way you can prepare for it, by the way. There's nothing you can you can say or do. Because it's an emotional response to decades of oppression. Okay. And it's frustrating and it's tiring. So what I can offer to my community is compassion with my heart and my soul. And I promise to listen, no matter how hard it is for me. If I have to grab tissue and cry a little bit with you, you will see that. I will be there. But what I'm not going to do is be on my phone and act like you don't matter. I, I give you my word. Wonderful answer. Wonderful answer. Wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Leggett, we thank you for joining with us today here on the Am I Worth the Time show. We wish you the best there in District thank 6. You so much. Yes, ma'am. We love. wish you all the best. Thank you all. I enjoyed myself. If you have me on anytime, hopefully, it'll be on the other side of the councilwoman. This will be historic. Please, everybody, go vote. Please, please, please. please. Yes, ma'am. Everybody, get on out there and vote. <laughs> don't, don't waste your voice. Uh, doing all the protesting and not take the opportunity to Amen. go vote right. locally. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, early voting started today. It continues through April the 27th. May 1st is the actual election day. Get out and go vote. Thank you, Miss Leggett. God bless. God Thank bless. You. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Good job. You're welcome. Bye-bye.
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Am I Worth the Time show. That first 45 minutes, you've heard Yolanda interviewing with Miss Leggett, who is running for City Council, District 6, Fort Worth, Texas. We want to encourage you to stay with us. We'll be right back with Mike D and Ronnie Mitchell and Yolanda. Just stay with us. We'll be right back. Don't you go nowhere. Hey, this is Angela, host of Focus with Angela Duncan, broadcasting live each week on Tuesdays at 7 to 8 p.m. from FBRN Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear a show that focuses on issues that are relevant to believers in Christ. Each week, listeners will experience wisdom, transparency, laughter, uplifting music, and fun as each of our guests share their expertise or personal stories about God's love and transforming power. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesdays at 7 to catch Focus with Angela Duncan on FishbowlRadioNetwork.com Jump in! 
Fishbowl Radio Network wants to congratulate the Red Pill Experience, this month's show of the month on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in every Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time and start streaming the Red Pill Experience on Fishbowl Radio Network, the most listened to internet radio network of its kind. Hello, I'm Bill. I've been in the financial industry for over 30 years. Now I share my passion for helping others become more financially educated. Why are so many people interested in what I share? Because like others, I've discovered who the financially free are and who they are not. But most importantly, I've determined how ordinary people can become financially free. If you're struggling with living paycheck to paycheck, drowning in debt while struggling to save for retirement, then I can get you the support you need. By joining the Must and See Financial Literacy Series membership, you will get access to my financial course. Hey, don't worry. I'm not going to teach you how to become a financial consultant, but I am going to show you how to get out of debt, how to raise your credit score, and how to put savings away for retirement. My courses are simple and easy to follow at your own pace. So join today at abetterwaytogrow.org. That's abetterwaytogrow.org. I'm going to show you a better way to grow. Hello, we are It's About the Kids Incorporated. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization that operates out of Dallas, Texas. Our mission is to focus on the kids of today who will become the youth of tomorrow and the adult of the future. Today, tomorrow, the future. Empowering the community one family at a time. You can reach us at all social media platforms at It's About the Kids or online at www.itsaboutthekids.org. Where we mentor a child, save a life. Hi, this is Diane Marion Eunice, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. For the past nine years, I have worked with over 300 couples in the areas of sexual health, communication, and conflict resolution. If you are interested in rebuilding connection and intimacy with your partner, please contact me today. I can be reached at 682-201-8175, or you can email me at diane at let's talkrelationships.org or visit my website at www.letstalkrelationships.org and remember you can't heal if you refuse to deal. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Little late. 
Fishbowl Network with Stevie B. That's running, me. Running, running. <laughs> we might be <laughs> back in the studio. Sorry about being a couple minutes. I was tardy for the party, but man, it's a party up in here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Glad to be here, fellas. Yes, sir. What's Glad you on, made man? it, man. Glad yeah, you made it. Yeah. One thing about it, when you do come late, you come bearing some gifts. Oh, oh man. Show them with fruit. Mike D. I don't know if it's legal to advertise. 
But it got fruit juice. It just say fruit juice. And it's some of the best fruit juice I ever had. Or either we were just thirsty. <laughs> we were just thirsty. I think it was. I drank all mine up. I know it's supposed to last the whole show. But See, the one thing I know is that. Am I worth the time? Yes, you sir. Feel the need. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There was a need for some juice today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You showed the need. We feel the need. What you say, Stevie? He didn't just show up late. He showed up late with juice. And he always do. Different kind of late. One time he came late. He brought us a book. Yeah, yeah. He brought us a whole book. It was something on my mind, man. It was something on my mind. You know, and that show, yeah, you're right. He bought us a good book. <laughs> well, man, I was listening, and uh, the young lady, Yolanda, is that her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, she was talking about homelessness, and I didn't get a chance to chime in because I was a little bit tardy. And you never just come in talking, you know, so you hear what's going on and, and get a feel for what's happening. But uh, when she was talking about the homeless side of it, uh, homeless kids is a big issue in our city. Wow. Uh, we've been addressing it for years. I'm not going to call out any schools' names, but we work directly with 4 or 5 SD, uh, my program, and uh, we feed a lot of homeless kids uh, okay. in a particular school. So it's always room for adopting schools and finding out what schools are adhering and helping out that mm -hmm. need. Uh, it was very uneasy to me because all of us have been to high school. Yeah. And uh, I was working or work with a particular high school. And uh, they were facilitating homeless high school kids. And it really resonated with me because it was something that I was so far from as thinking back in high school. You know, me and Ron, we went to high school together. And I don't think we ever had a conversation about homeless high school kids. Wow. We didn't even see it. Wow. We didn't even know it existed. And because we were doing our thing, you know, from playing football, mm -hmm. basketball, doing all the stuff, you know, most high school kids do, studying, you know, all of those things. But there was a certain need, and me as an adult, to see it and, and look into it now, mm -hmm. um, it, it exists. It exists. So there's a lot of things in which she was talking about that I know that our community leaders and, and council can really dive into because for every adult, there's probably three or four kids that matter. Wow. Right. Wow. Just think about it. You yeah. know, for every adult, when we look at the homeless epidemic in, in mm -hmm. Fort Worth, Texas, there's a lot of homeless kids as well. And uh, four or five SD. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm speaking on their behalf, but not endorsing anything. But they do a really good job in trying to get those kids into the school, facilitate those kids and keep them up to par wow. in the school settings. Okay. And uh, with. Okay. Organizations such as mine and other organizations out there, uh, we come in and fight. And you know what we was talking about, feel the need. And I know that's something that all of our, uh, I want to say, council members, elected officials, is something that should be on their ticket to to really look into. Wow. Because when you start thinking about those mm -hmm. kids, man, it goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, we were particularly working with the high school, but when you think about it, there's middle schools, there's elementary schools, and uh, when those kids um, don't have all the, I, I want to say, things that other kids have, it, it creates a difference. Real big difference. And uh, we do it a lot. So. Well, if homelessness ain't enough, they got to leave and deal with the police. Yeah. 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 If that ain't enough on their plate, they, we still dealing with the same issues we was dealing with last year at this time. Yeah. Um, man, we back where we started. You know, we went in the middle of a trial. Went in the middle of, uh, on the potential urge of a civil unrest. 
and I, I, I just, you know, we, 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 we talk about it. We talk about it a lot on the show, and we come up, and, you know, we give our opinions, but it's just not a solution for this. And and you you would think that by now somewhat somebody would be an understood, but I I don't think they want to solve this problem. You know I think this this problem goes on and on and 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 we had uh, um, officer here recently who pulled her taser, her gun instead of a taser. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I'm like, how did she mistake a gun for a taser? And then I guess the. Uh, I mean, a taser for a gun and a gun for a taser. But she, my thing was, at the end, she said, oops. You know, she said, oops, I made a mistake as if that's enough. Yeah. Right. That's enough yeah. for a life. So, and bringing up that topic, Ron, and I think we might, uh, we're about to emerge into something here. Yeah. So, uh, let, let everybody understand the water is about to get a little deep where we're about to go with this. And uh, it may not be the popular answer or the right answer, but education has to really kick in the high gear on this issue and with these issues because um, part of some of what's going on is compliance. Right. Right. You, you, in, in compliance, sometimes it's not the right or wrong answer, but how you're compliant to what's going on. And by all means, in all straits of our imagination, the George Floyd issue, right, when we look at that and we watch the film, we watch the tape, we sit and see all of the world media outlets, but yet and still we got a trial going on for how many days, how many uh, hours, and for us not to know the outcome or have a, I, I want to call it a situation right now, right. on whether or not the outcome of this, there's a there, to me, and this is just because uh, we we heard giving our opinion. There's a lot of miseducation out there right. because some kind of way we should know, right? You got all these different experts that's coming in, giving all of their testimonies from all parts of the world, and everything comes to a decision, and right? And for us to sit back now. People are on their heels, not understanding which way this is we about are, to go. We are in a we in the time where they where they tell you what you didn't see what you saw, and we're gonna <laughs> prove that you didn't see what you saw. We got experts to come in and tell you, Mike, you didn't see what you saw. No matter what you saw, you didn't see that, and and they're good at it too. Right? They sit up there and go find the best experts to tell right. you you did not see him kill that man with his knee on his neck. What he did, he died from the car, the car smoke. <laughs> oh, he was gonna have a heart attack anyway and die because he was doing drugs. So it's not the officer's fault. He was probably gonna die that day anyway. Yeah. I said, now when did we get to that? To when you <laughs> and at the same time you got other kids getting killed. You got right. other kids getting killed at the same time this trial is going on. You got a, the lady shoots the little kid uh, with the wrong gun. You got the man, the officer who shot the kid. He threw the gun down, put his hands up, and still got killed. Right. Then you had the the the, the lieutenant. Now at first I was like, well maybe they stereotype us because a certain kind of clothes, certain kind of car. Nah. The man identified himself as a lieutenant. He said, are you a corporal? He said, no, I'm a lieutenant. He said, well, lieutenant, get out the car with your hands up. At that point, he didn't even see a lieutenant. He saw a black man in that car. And he pulled that man out the car and treated him just as such. That's, that's just outrageous. Right. Like, it's almost like you just hunting. You're, you're hunting now. Now, it's, a, it's, it's at a time when you're hunting. But the dangerous part about... Putting our backs up against the wall. Right. 
And to me, this is where education comes in as the equalizer. We have to put in more reforms, more education. I know we're, we're saying same old conversation, same old talk. But we got to have a standard of what to do when we see the police. What we need to say, if it's, it's like ABC123, when you get stopped, this is what you should do. When you see a policeman, this is how you should act, so to speak. And I know we're all reactive people and everybody's not proactive. And I'm not saying it should be to that point. But I'm going back to the simplest things that, that are being taught, right? We need a formal class on how to respond to the police. Well, we not only do you need a formal class on how to respond to the police, you need a formal uh, class on basic ethics and morals and values. We have a people problem. From the police to the people. From the people to the police. From the people to the president. From the president to the people. From the people back to the principals. From the principal back to the pastors. From the pastors back to the people. We have an overall view of a people problem. And when you have a people problem, you have a parenting problem. And when you have a parenting problem, then we got all kind of things that stimulates to where we are today. And so we got to get back to the point where we uh, get back, as you said earlier, to some of the, oh, some things we shouldn't have never left and broke. Because when we left it and when we broke it, we are self-destructing because we left some things. Now, we, Ron said it earlier, you get to the point where uh, 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 they don't want to let the camera, you got to have your own body camera with you, yeah. uh, uh, because they don't want to release theirs. Then you right. got a point where you got a person that they pay to tell you what you didn't see, uh, what you saw is not what you didn't see. Yeah. Okay, so now, when you get to the education part, you got to uh, 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 treat train people to, to realize they're not no food. But at the same time, you got to quit acting like a food. Right. Okay. Because some things we're just acting like a food. And not only are we acting like a food, listen, I understand that we want to have social gatherings, but you got to be careful of your intake and too much of your social gathering. Because some things we put in our bodies and it is diluting our thinking ability. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot that we have to do. But you said something earlier, and I'm just kicking across the board. You said reform. And I'm with you with reform. But just as it is important, and, and I hope everyone that's listening by internet or Facebook, just because just as it's important to reform the police, just as it is important to reform the police, you also got to reform the home. Well, that's where it starts, Steve, and that's where I was going. It got to be some things that we put in place. And when you say that, so now the, 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 the proof fact is when something happens, there's, an, there's a great amount of activity. Point blank and period, right? So you look at the, the, the shooting the other day where she oops with the taser. Right? It wasn't a taser, it was a gun. Yeah. Right? Where did it start? How did it get to the point of pulling the taser that she thought, well, she thought it was a taser, it was a gun. And I'm saying every situation is held on its own merits. But this is where I'm talking about where we got to figure out how do we calm it down before we get to that point. Well, we, here's the thing we die in situations where white kids go home. Right. We die in situations like that. No matter 
whether what you reform, whether you teach them, you can teach them to do the right thing, the total right thing. If you run up on a nincompoop who wants to hurt somebody, he's going to do it no matter what. That, that, that lieutenant did all the right things. It's getting deep. And he almost lost his life. For, mm -hmm. He was doing all the right things. Some of, the, some of them kids who died, and it don't necessarily meant that they support, they should have died. And watch because, wrong. Because they, they did the wrong thing. Because they did a lot of wrong things out there. Running with a gun was the wrong thing to do. Uh, taking off on the police and almost running them over, that was the wrong thing to do. But that, do that mean they should have died? No, because the other day I seen a video where they pulled the, over a white man and he, he he had a gun in his console. They hollered gun. He told them, I'm going to put my hands back in my window and I'm going to drive off. And he drove <laughs> and watch this, wrong. The lieutenant could have took both of those officers out. Could have. <laughs> yeah. And the lieutenant could have took both of them out. He could have took them out when that first officer stuck his hand in the car to unlock that door. And then took that very officer and whooped big boy that was standing behind him. Yeah. Now that's what the lieutenant, because the army didn't taught him how to do that. He can take out two or three with his bare hands yeah. in a minute. <laughs> yeah. what, 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 his rank, his rank is equivalent to a chief. Yeah. His, a lieutenant is equivalent to a chief. He, they didn't even respect him. No, Man, they, they didn't even didn't. respect him. No, it doesn't didn't. matter if he was a lieutenant. Yeah. Like the whole military should have been outraged. I don't see the the, the U.S. Army outraged. I don't see the no. They wouldn't have did a outraged. general like that. I don't see him outraged. It, you know what? It, it you know what? It it didn't matter if he was first class, private. Yeah. They shouldn't have did him like that. Those are the men and women of the armed forces who secure our country. They fight overseas, fight foreign and uh, foreign people overseas and and in other countries, and we can't even respect them here that was the utmost disrespect i've ever seen in my life i had never seen that just that was jaw dropping but that was one of the instances where you say he did everything he was supposed to he identified himself and he still almost died but some of these people who who who, who did that like you said earlier we have to quit acting the fool too we we, we have to quit showing out because sometimes we put ourselves in the position where they can say, oh, yeah, this is a good position. I can kill right here. You know, oh, he got a gun in his hand. I can kill right here. You know, e even though we also dealing with the poor, we saying it's not fair. It's not fair that, that, that white kids go home for the same thing we get killed for. Yeah. And this yeah. is a good topic right now because right now we all have an opportunity to do something about um, each and everything we're kind of talking about. Uh, and I'm glad we have have Yolanda on the show. You know, how does this affect the voters, right? right. When they see this and they see what's going on um, in their communities. Everywhere these things happen was in somebody's community, right? And while now we have the opportunity to vote and elect our new elected officials, these are the things that are really embedded that's going on in the community that people understand and know. These are the things in which the barbershops is talking about, the beauty shops are talking about, we're talking about. Yep. And this is where I feel that our elected officials have to bring it to the forefront of the of the the political arena well, we, to where we can really start getting actions and activity Mike, based me, around this. I don't mean to cut you off, Mike. We supposed seen to. they can't handle this. They can't. Our elected officials in Fort Worth, Texas, cannot handle this. They have already done with a Tatiana Jefferson and the other guy that got killed. They, we have had shootings in Fort Worth, and they can't handle this. And as a matter of fact, not that they, not only can they not handle this, they don't even try to handle it. 
They don't even try to handle it. When we was all lined up, like that young lady said earlier, when we was lined up in City Hall and we was talking to them uh, about the situation, outraged and, and talking to them, they ignored us. They was on their phones. They was doing this and doing that and wasn't even caring. They didn't even respond to us. The mayor didn't even respond to us. That's why we need new officials. I said earlier on Facebook, I'm not voting for not one single person that's downtown right now. That lets you know that they have failed us downtown. Everybody, we need new faces, new people, and people that's going to lead us in the right direction. And it seems like we are in this old town that don't want that. And Miss Leggett said it because I remember when uh, Miss uh, Miss uh, uh, Jackie Craig them uh, when they was at the church for the meet. Mm -hmm. I remember hearing at that time Fitzgerald was chief of police, mm -hmm. and I remember hearing Mayor Betsy when she talked about disrespect. Betsy Price said, yeah. "This sounds like a, a B session. session." I remember, and I wasn't there. But but I but I heard it because they put it on the on the uh, news, and mm -hmm. that was the part that the news channel four had covered. And if I had been there, I would have said, "Well, if this sounds like a B session, then ain't we talking to the right B about yeah. her pimps, yeah. about her children, which is the cops, right?" If that's what this is, if you've disrespected us that's as the community like that, aren't we talking to the right B about her children? See, I listen to that. I listen to the little words people say yeah. when they talking to you. Yeah. They'll, they'll let you know. Because talking you, down. You're talking. You, 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 when, you, when, you, when you just got no more respect than to tell us we having a B set. Yeah. Yeah. You ain't got no respect yeah. to them grown people sitting in that yeah. room. Yeah. Who vote. That let them yeah. know. Yeah. And, and, and that's why I told them, y'all make sure y'all watch them polls yeah. while we vote. Yeah. But right now, this is where action take over everything. Where are, where are our callers at, Steve? We got any callers on the line? This is where people, we want our listeners to Y'all want to call in. 214-556-6239. Say what you feel and <laughs> mean what you say because it just got deep we got up a, in here. You on the line. You got anything you want to share? Well, yeah, I'm I'm really listening in, and I'm trying to just process through everything that's been stated, and and thinking about like what what are we really, and what are some next steps? Because I'm thinking one thing is with everything that's going on, we really want to look at all of these items, all of these experiences, all of these incidents. Uh, we know about them because social media and body cams have made us aware. It's not that they're brand new. There's a global awareness of how things are happening uh, within Texas, within the United States, right? There's a global awareness because of social media. So social media is really one strategy that we can use. And when that comment was made about this is a B session, well, Okay, that's another strategy that we can use. And the reason why I'm saying that those may be strategies when you don't necessarily think of them as such, uh, we, we get um, maybe offended, not that we shouldn't, but we may get offended in, in that period of offense, then we may operate or re react, not respond, but react from a, um, a lens that would not be beneficial to us as a community. And what really I'm thinking about is just looking at it from a, um, I forget which one made the comment about it starts at home. Um, I think it was Stevie B and I mm -hmm. think it may have been Sims as well. 
it does start at home. So let's do a root cause analysis about where things begin and what we can do to uh, mediate some of those situations from uh, from the house, from the house to the community, to the neighborhood, because that's what we have to do. We really have to build the infrastructure and we really have to build systems and put systems in place, not only build those systems and build the infrastructure, but we have to put things in place from a sustainable perspective, right? And we have to look at all of this from a lens of racial equity. So while, while we're teaching our young black boys and our young black girls what to do when they get pulled off, pulled over by a police officer, there are some systemic and some uh, very real positioning with that. I, I don't necessarily think we should not do that. I don't think we should. I think we should do other things to support that. But it's almost like you have to have a two-generational model that you're using to help, you know, look at look at it from a lens of a, of a two-generational mind. You have to work with the children, and you have to work with the parents. And then if you and this is if you have young children and young parents, and then if you have to step back and also look at those young parents and then uh, work with them and also working with their parents. Because everything that we're talking about is systemic, which we say over and over again. But what are we going to do that's going to make it different for this next generation? They mobilized. They were on social media. They were letting everyone know what they thought, they felt. They're going out. They're protesting. But what if, what can we do to take it to that next level, that deeper dive, to put some structures in place? Voting, yes. But what else can be done? Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, that I, and I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, but I'm going to say this, that I was talking to another gentleman about, and he pointed out three C's that is causing a major problem. Number one, confronting. You can't confront nobody. When you confront somebody, they think you're singing them out or calling them out. See, we don't confront nobody, or you can't confront nobody, which means when you can't confront nobody, you can't correct them. When you can't confront correct, you can't chastise. When you can't confront correct chastise, that equals bastard. When you got a bastard, you got a bully. When you got a bully, when you got a bully, you got a borderline dummy. It's getting deep. Mm. So, 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 so we got to, we got to operate. We got to put in place the three C's. Being able to confront. Cause see, if I can confront you, I can correct you. I can help chastise you. I ain't trying to be your daddy, but I ought to be able to be a mentor. And your parents ought to know that I'm not trying to hurt you. Yes, we have some folks that's trying to hurt kids. So we have to, we have to, we got to stand together against them. But listen, when you can confront, when you can chastise, when you can correct, you save a bastard. Then after you save a bastard, you have what you call compliance. See, the lieutenant was able to put those cops on blast because social media and the video showed him complying and showed everything where they were wrong. Now what the lieutenant can do now, not only can he sue the department, but he can sue that individual officer. I don't care if you ain't got nothing. If you ain't got nothing but draws, I want them. <laughs> <It just laughs> I'm just saying. 
I'm just, I'm just yeah, saying. And it, it makes, yeah, it, it also makes me think about a, um, a recent situation that was in a, a, a local school district where the students were actually having a slave trade over for their classmates, their African American classmates, over social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, they've been they've been yeah. doing that in Alito legally. Yeah. <laughs> 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 No, no. See, we fell victim to that because we were letting the lead have all our kids. Oh, did I say the name of the district? Well, they've been doing that legally for the longest. Yeah, yeah, the students might have made a mock-up of it, but they was really doing it for real out there. You know, we they didn't have no business having kids from Fort Worth, Stop 6, Eastwood over there at their school. And let me say this because I know somebody heard this and you heard me say that word bastard. And normally we use that word as a nasty derogatory way. What I'm saying when I use that word because it's in the book of Hebrews in the Bible. And what it simply means is when a person is without chastisement. When a person is without father correction. And listen. Even though your earthly father may not be around, the Bible said God will put fathers in your life. Listen, every man who wants to see the child to succeed is a father figure to correct your child. All of us men, listen, men, men, calling all men, mayday, mayday, we need every man to stand up. And when you see our children, here mm -hmm. is part of the formula, when you see our our children doing things that they have no business doing do them like the old ones done us say youngster you know you don't supposed to be doing that and if every man in the grocery store is sticking up walking together sharing correction we can reach our children I didn't say that to I'm glad it got somebody's attention but I didn't say that to derail anybody i'm simply letting you know that's what a bastard is when we are without any correction and lady mothers fathers grandmothers we gotta be careful that we are not raising a generation of bastards i'm not looking did somebody get upset over the word bastard i'm not looking i just oh, i, I just, was just gonna uh, say that, that yeah I'm i was just looking. gonna say i hope nobody Homed in on the word and not a message. But you know we got a lot you know, of people that get in their feelings. You can't home they in on the word, no, yeah. because they actually yeah. living that right now. Yeah. Their children are some of them. Some, you know them people dealing with it right now, and then they home in on the word instead of a message. And I bring this to the forefront. It's a training that I've been doing for years. It's called Heat, and uh, Yolanda. It's something that we can bring to city council if need be. Heat. It's an acronym. And I think with more of this, we could really get a handle on a lot of things. The H stands for hear them out, right? We need to hear people out. We need to meet people where they where they at. And that's what Miss Leggett said. Yeah. The E stands for empathize. Sometimes we got to sit back and empathize the situation. Not where we at, but where they at and understand how we got to that point. The A stands for apologize. Sometimes we need to apologize for things that's not our fault. Wow. Right? We wow. got to sit back and apologize. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. But then the T, it's time to take action. Right? When we take action, we can develop some heat around here. We can hear people out. We can empathize. We can apologize. Mm -hmm. And we can take action as, as a community, as, as people. 
you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and the reason I brought that up is I see how he changed people sometimes. Right in the forum, when you sit down and you, you, you really bring this to the forefront of hearing people out, empathizing, apologizing, but then taking action because you have a strategic plan in place to do something about it. Uh, one of the things I want to applaud to you, uh, Yolanda, and what you were talking about is having a plan, right? Making sure you have something in place to where it's not just a, a conversational topic, but something that you can take action to to do within your community. And I think that's the thing that we want to hear, people want to hear, and people want to understand. For so long, we didn't know what our, our elected officials did. You know, growing up, I didn't know what, what the... You know what they did. I wasn't concerned about who was over my district. I wasn't concerned about it because they weren't coming to my hood. Oh, yeah. They weren't coming to my street. Nobody came down the streets with a with a card talking about what they're gonna do for us. We did it for ourselves. But and when I say that, I'm saying it in a, in a standpoint now with social media and all of the outlets it's in the forefront now and what we say we have to do we have to follow through and that's why now this election coming up may 1st is so important to our community fort worth texas tarrant county is so important because it's vital to the things that's going to happen for the next few years to come if we don't get the right people in place we're doing the same old thing with the same old old situation again well here's the thing this time we got more african-americans on the ballot than I think ever been on there, and and we always holler, oh, when 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 some people, some of our people run, we gonna vote. Well, they on the ballot, you know, in every district. Somebody's African American in every district running for city council. And you know, I I want to say something because Ron is right. One thing we got African American, which lets me know that we have. Um, Representation. Uh, representation, representation, and people that is tired of the same folks that's in office. Right. That, that lets me know that. Uh, but then number two, you said something, Mike, uh, with heat and the A, apologize. And do you not know that is the hardest thing for every city mm-hmm. and school district representatives to do. Even when you look at the district in Farmers Branch, when the Asians mm-hmm. or the teacher put something on a test about the Asian Americans mm-hmm. and it was a student's sister that caught it, that superintendent, it took him a day or two before he gave an apology to the people. Anytime there is a flaw within the system of the police department or anybody, that is the hardest thing for, I don't know if, I, I, I can't just say white America, I guess I can just say black America, period, is to apologize. Because every people have a problem to admit when they wrong. They think they punk out. Well, people don't apologize because they don't have to. Okay. Mm. That's why they don't apologize. Yeah. Okay. They don't they don't okay. apologize when they don't have to. And okay. and they'll make up every reason why they don't have to. Okay. I was looking at a show last night, uh <laughs> Godfather Harlem and, and the guy that was the city councilman, he didn't mm-hmm. want to apologize to the lady. He said, I don't wanna apologize to that lady and it's been going on for about Three shows or four shows where he needed to apologize. Finally, he just swallowed it. See, I'm sorry. Wow. And wow. she said, "No, that ain't that 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 didn't that wasn't meaningful, you know. But wow. I'll take it because wow. you gave me the money to apologize, you know. <laughs> but we don't like apologizing. But we live in a city where nobody's going to apologize. 
nobody's gonna apologize. We live in we live in a time where people don't apologize. People don't don't care if they hurt your feelings. They they hurt your feelings on purpose. Uh, why would they apologize for it? And and it's much needed. It's much needed as apologies, conversations. Uh, everything you said in heat is much needed. We yep. don't, they don't hear you out. Yep. They don't hear the kids out. Yep. See, maybe if they heard the kids out, then they would get someone with the kids. Instead of throwing all these programs out there at them, you can't just throw programs at kids because that stuff is it's a whole new generation. Because once you hear them, run, you have to empathize. Yeah. Because now you know the story. Well, right? See, that makes you accountable. Yeah. And we, you know, we're not gonna get into that on this show, but accountability is is tough. That's man. everything. Yeah. That's everything. That, yes, that's sir. where it becomes. Yolanda is accountable. Pastors, when she gets get elected, she's she's oh. she's accountable, right? Oh. Pastors are accountable. We're accountable with this show, with the information that we're talking about, because it's listeners, it's people listening to what we're talking about, and we're bringing this to the forefront because we want our listeners right now to call in and and talk about how you feel about some and, of these certain things, these topics that we're talking talking about because what we're talking about today happened yesterday happened the day before this ain't history right this is now this is in the now right you know we all know history is history but right now we're we're creating it right. every single day is situation and things that are occurring that's changing the the the, the way time is right. so to speak it's speeding up the days it's speeding up the hours and right now we got an opportunity that uh, with this platform, and I, and again, am I worth the time, Stevie B? You know, yeah. this is just a great platform to where we can have these discussions. But if you're listening, call in, um, talk about how you feel on these topics because these are real and, topics that's happening in real time. And we don't want people running around talking about oh, they bash police, they bash this person, they bash uh, preachers, they bash. I'll, look, let me tell you something. Just because we say something, we don't have to apologize every single time we say something and say, oh, we're not talking about all police. We're not talking about all preachers. You don't have to do that disclaimer. They know that. They know yeah. what's happening now. We don't have to put out a disclaimer every time we mention that there is police brutality or, or, or police doing wrong. We don't have to say, oh, but there is some good police. We don't have to do that. We're talking about what's going on now, and it's a fact. The fact is young African-American and brown kids aren't making it home for the thing. same thing the white kids are going home for. And and we got to And you something. know what? That's a lot of unrest because you have a lot of people that is upset. How in the world do the white American 19-year-old shoot up uh, FedEx, uh, the gentleman at uh, that shot up to twenty five, and, and they make it home. They get a court date, and he got the he got the he got the A. Yeah, you know what the A is? He got apprehended. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> apprehended yeah. and taken into custody. Yeah. Something that we yeah. never get done. The yeah. one that one African American man they surrounded the building and shot it up till yeah. he was dead. What was that little shack he was in? Shot it up. Listen, Duh. you just had a man that shot a Burleson police officer. Apprehended, taken into custody. In, and he was 80 miles away. In Greenville. Ladies and gentlemen, we have another phone call on the line. Come on, tell us who you are and who's calling. Hello, caller? Caller, did I leave? Yeah, I guess you, I dropped you. Okay, or you left on your own. Give us a call back. Give us a call back, 214-556-6239. But you're right. Uh, how does Mr. Jerry drive all the way to Gainesville? Made it over there. Then killed a person. Then almost shot an officer. The worst kind of Man. the worst kind of crime you can commit. And he was apprehended and taken into custody. 
Hello, caller, you there? Caller, are you there? Okay. We're going to do a song. We're going to be back because if we don't get out and do early voting, guess what? We're going to have this. Right back, I gotta take a leak. So I'm draining entertainers, but I got fame and the bases I touch. Too much for me to try to be naming. Hey yo, you saw me on cable and grip. I busted in and I was going to win. I caught Gable back in Oakland. It's the same old song. It's Morty Shorty, same freckles and hat, drinking the same four. Hypothetical, political, lyrical, miracle whip. Just like butter, my rhymes are legit. Cause I'm a Humpty, not Humpty Dumpty, but Humpty Hump. Here a hump, there a hump, everywhere I'm Humpty Hump. Shut up and just listen. Not dissing, don't get me wrong. But to me, it's just the same old song. So just watch, cause my name is Shock. I like to rock and you can't stop this. Tupac, go ahead and rock this. Now I clown around when I hang around with the underground. Girls used to frown, say I'm down when I come around. Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me. Harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me. Get some fame, people change, wanna live their life high. Same song, can't go wrong if I play the nice guy. Claiming fame must have changed now that we became strong. I remain still the Why same, too? cause it's the same song. It's the same song. Same old song, y'all. You know.
And we're trying to make it happen, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the end. My worth the time show on the phone line. Lady Jackie Holly Bell, you there? Yes, sir. There you are. There you hey, are. Hey, same old song. Hello, Michael D. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the lady of the time, Yolanda Williams. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I was calling to say... Uh, that we need to put heat on wristbands. We need to put it on flyers to get it out to the community because you're right. We need to save our black children. Mm -hmm. Now, when I saw the poster that was selling kids, black kids, I'm like, well, hey, I had two for sale, but now they too old. Don't nobody want to buy them. We take this so lightly. And, Rod, I want to thank you so much for putting it out there. The, every time we on the air, we shouldn't have to apologize for saying what we feel that's why it's called am i worth the time you have to know you're worth the time to get an understanding mm -hmm. to find out how you can fix things we should never have to go back and say well i thought he was a preacher he shouldn't have said that yeah. everybody is entitled to their own opinion so i want to say thank you for that and mike I, I really would like me a t-shirt with heat on it and uh maybe we need to pass them out to the school to explain to our children our brown and black children how important they are in our community because we have let them down we we don't even protect them anymore you know right. um I, I i'm really upset with how do kids get a gun and shoot they said where's the parent why Man, gun not a, not on safety? What? you know something it, it's so much to, <laughs> yeah it's just so oh, much oh, going on that we need to teach we need to teach parenting you know we need to get a place where we can teach parenting if you don't know how to be a parent let us help you you know, that's where you're landing. All y'all come in at. So, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you, Yolanda. Ooh. Thank you, Stevie B, for keeping the show open. Your people keep their mind without being mm -hmm. dead. That's what it's all about. Thank you, Yolanda. I mean, Jackie, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it, but she just brought up uh, something that we didn't, even, we didn't even get to that because we were still talking about. But the baby that got, that got the gun and ki got killed. And my heart goes out to the mother. The family. The entire, yeah, the family, entire yeah. family. The, entire the family. mother. I know she didn't intend on doing that. I know right. she didn't mean for that to happen. And she lost her baby. And she probably, right. they, they probably got in jail and, and her baby's gone. Right. So that's hurt in itself. We just got to be more careful. That's all I'm going to say. You know, and I, I'm going to say this. Me, I think parents who have lost a child need to surround uh, these people who have is losing their children yeah not for fame but to be there as a support group this mother is going to go through something yeah. a whole life changing and we as i know for myself it's hard yeah. it's hard when you have to bury your own child but then if you don't have that support so i'm saying we need to rally just you know rather for this mother and show love to all these mothers yeah. who have lost children you know you hear about these programs but you never see a movie yeah so um if i could reach out to him be any support to anybody you know just reach stevie b michael film ronnie mitchell yolanda i'm available because i've been in those shoes and i know how important support is for one another so, I just want to say thank you, Mike. We need to get heat out there on flyers, on bull boys, put it in school, put it on phones, the kids. You know, I think that we need to just go back and take back our community, starting with the Boys and Girls Club, explaining what heat means. 
So if everybody teach heat in their home, guess what? It will be t taught out in the community. So okay. Okay. you say, reach one, ground one, teach one, to love one, to encourage one, and to, to get one to do better in life. I love you guys. Thank you for all you do for the Am I Worth the Time show. Peace out. I love you. Love Nothing you, too. Do about it. Yes, indeed, sister. <laughs> All right, <laughs> sweetie. Got deep. Right on there. See, the one thing about when we emerge, we go deep. And, and I know y'all probably heard this before. The deeper you go in the sea, the new things you find, the new creatures emerge. Right. The deeper you get into that water, that's when they start finding things that they didn't know existed. Right. right? The deeper we get into these conversations, things are coming out. Things are starting to, to kind of unravel and, and open up a little bit. And that's why, you know, to our listeners, we ask you guys to call in, talk about it, be heard. Uh, this is a platform for it. Uh, Ronnie said it best. We don't have to apologize for everything we say. But what we do is make sure we have an open forum to talk about things that's happening right, right now. And, uh, you know, when, when Lady Jackie Holly Bell just made that statement, you know, the one thing that came to my mind is always about being prepared, right, in preparation. It's not the fact that something's going to happen, right, because as long as we live, things will happen. It but it's how we react to what happened. Right. And that's where the training, the, the social groups, the, the rallies, and everything come to be effective, right? Because we got to have things in place to take care of our own when things happen. It's not the fact that something is going to happen. We know it. Every day we wake up, every day we make a move. It's going to be different than yesterday. The only way you can account for the day is looking and reflecting on yesterday. And how can you be better today than you were yesterday? And that's the theme, right? But now the accountability factor has set in and these groups, these organizations, we need to rally. We need to rally for our people, man. We need to be there. And, and as Sister Jackie Holly Bell just stated, not the fact that the, the, the baby died, but now what we're going to do with the mother. How are yeah. we going to put our arms around that family? Yeah, I don't it was tragedy. It was something that happened. And we have to deal with it in our community yeah. so and it don't happen on, again. On one hand, you 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 upset because it's a child lost. you upset. On the other hand, you look at the mother and we done all made mistakes. Right. You know, wh however the baby got the gun, we all made mistakes, but... The only thing is, she got to pay for her mistake in a different kind of way. Right. So, I, I, I can't be mad at her in that sense. I'm just upset that we lose children. You know what I'm saying? My heart goes out to her. And, and hopefully, it's some way that we can find where we can we can help her in the future. You know, because cause that's, a, that's a tough pill to swallow off a mistake is that you got to bury your child. Let me, let me take the opportunity to do this. Let's pray. Father, it's in Jesus' name we take the moment to thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for helping us to put our minds together to help us to bring about change. Now help us, God, to implement it. Help us to take the right actions. Help us to move in love and empathy and kindness. Help us and everyone that is listening to this broadcast. God, forgive us of our sins. Strengthen us today and we pray, God, that people will turn, repent, and give their lives to you. Because we know that once we surrender to you, we will make better decisions and better judgments. Your word already said that if my people, which are called by my name, shall turn from their wicked ways, humble themselves, and pray, 
you will hear from heaven and you will heal the lamb. So help us, God, to do what we are supposed to do. We are family here on earth. We got our sisters and our brothers. Help us to love each other. Now we pray for the families that have lost a child over this weekend. Regardless of the age, we lift them up. And we ask God in the name of Jesus that you will help all people. That God, we will be wise in dealing with one another. We remember the sign that's on the package. Handle with care. This package is fragile. To the police department and from the community and to our churches. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get ready to get out of here. It is 648. We got another show coming behind us. Mike D, Ronnie Mitchell, got and Yolanda Malone, um, Yolanda Williams. Yolanda Williams, we all say thank Black you Black for Black tuning Black in. Vote May 1st. You see Ron right on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Black voters matter. And you know they matter because they already closed one of the largest places. Early vote started when? Today. Today. And it ends April the 27th. Get out and Next vote. Next day is May 1st. Come on now. Y'all get out there. Y'all get out go. there. We gotta go do it. We gotta stay on top of the games they play. We gotta go, y'all. We leave it with MC Hammer. Deborah Help the children. Deborah Nettles. People. Chris Nettles. Martasia. Martasia. Rhonda Williams. Antonio Harris. Antonio Harris. Yes. Twin. Ricky. Go with it. Miss Leggett. Let's go, Miss Leggett. And then hopefully on the next run that come up for school board, we're going to have Ronnie, Mike, <laughs> and Yolanda. <laughs> ah, I didn't drop some. I didn't drop some, y'all.